Life at Work. The pandemic has highlighted the critical importance of health and well-being. And these days, it's not just about looking after your physical health and mental health, but there are so many other aspects to staying well, such as social health, emotional health, spiritual health, etc., etc. To help us find out more about how to manage all that, I have a guest who comes from a work culture that emphasizes on health and vitality and has many initiatives that support employee wellness. And the company has also recently come up with a study on vitality. Well, I certainly hope she can give us clarity in achieving something that sounds so simple, yet is not easy to do, staying well and healthy at work. Let's welcome Christine Wee, Client Management Director at Cigna Healthcare Singapore. Christine, thanks for joining me on Life at Work. Thank you for having me, Lindley. Now, before we start, I know Cigna is a healthcare company, but can you just roughly tell me what it does? Cigna Healthcare is a global health benefits provider. We are a Fortune 500 company with over 225 years of heritage. We have a dedicated focus on healthcare and health services, and we help people navigate healthcare systems make informed decisions about their health and ultimately we aim to improve their health and vitality through every stage of their life. We serve both the individuals as well as the corporate clients right. ranging from MNCs to, to SMEs. That's the part that I've always wondered about. You know, you go to work and then you have to sign lots of forms before you even start a job, right? And then they tell you that, oh, you have this covered and all that. But you never quite know what it means. Is there a difference between health and medical insurance? It's the same. Okay, that's good to know. (laughs) So as an employee, when you get employed by a company, part and parcel of the benefits would be to offer you healthcare. That falls under the group. But having said that, as an individual, we may leave the company at any time. So I'm always encouraging individuals to make sure that they have their own individual health plan so that, you know, in case anything happens between the gaps of employment, you are not left on your own. Absolutely. Christine, I wanted to also talk about Cigna Healthcare's latest vitality study, in particular in the uh, Singapore context. Can you tell us more about that? Okay, so vitality, what is Vitality. It is a global study where we surveyed 10,000 respondents across 12 markets. And in Singapore, we have surveyed 1,000 individuals. So mm-hmm. vitality itself is based on eight key aspects of health and vitality. It doesn't just cover physical. It covers social, spiritual, occupational, intellectual, financial, environmental, and emotional. Wow, so that's a lot of things. Yes, it is, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it's mind and body. Okay. If you are mentally strong, you have a high self-awareness, you have a purpose in life, it will also translate into your physical state. So mm. overall, it's the sense of feeling alive and alert, having the resilience to bounce back from setbacks and challenges. So our study defines vitality as a person's capacity to pursue life with strength. Mm. Right, so it's interrelated. So people with high vitality are people who have mental clarity and then higher focus and they have a strong sense of purpose. So they are more engaging, they have proactive health habits. And then on the reverse, people with low vitality, they would probably be withdrawn, not very engaged and alone. So it's a vicious cycle if you are in that bucket. Are you trying to draw comparisons, perhaps establish that link between vitality and and stress levels? Yes. 
most definitely it's interrelated, right? So when it comes to emotional or mental health, almost 9 in 10 respondents in Singapore said that they were stressed. And that's higher than the global average of 8 in 10. So when we asked the respondents what some of their biggest stress drivers were, the first that came up was the rising cost of living Mm -hmm. and then followed by uncertainty about their future and also worried about their personal finance. For Singapore, the combination of a fast-paced life, high cost of living and interest rates remaining uncomfortably high in the foreseeable future, people may feel like they need to work a lot harder and a lot longer and that all translate into higher stress levels. So in our study, Lindley, right, we've also discovered that the higher stress levels sit more in the millennial and the Gen X bucket. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Is it across demographics? Okay. Actually, the baby boomers have a lower stress level, but these are the ones that's probably in retirement, early retirement, you know. But it makes, it makes sense. Because if you're a millennial and you're Gen X, you're probably just coming out into the workforce, adapting into the work environment, and then trying to earn money to buy your first HDB house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Gen X is a pretty unique bucket because they could be the sandwich generation because they have to finance both their children and also looking after the aging parents. That's where the stress level actually we see it accelerating higher mm-hmm. than the normal. It, we see the trend. The higher stress level sits with more developed countries. When you're a developed country, everything is fast-paced, everything is expected to grow. You have GDP growth. Companies have to uh, accelerate and grow as well. So it comes hand in hand. Employment rate is high. Stress level is also high. <laughs> And then, yeah, compared to our neighbouring countries. So how do you think Singaporeans can improve their vitality and manage stress levels better? I feel that, and my two cents worth is looking after oneself. It has to come first. Mm -hmm. And knowing what makes me happy. Most importantly, it needs to be a deliberate effort to create boundaries, to focus on self-care as a priority. So Mm -hmm. focusing more on your health, trying to achieve a better work-life balance, One of the stats that came out of the study is 58% say that they value time for themselves over a well-paid job. Mm. And I think this is also due to the pandemic. You know, during the last few years, everyone has pre-prioritized their learning and putting in more time for family. Does this uh, figure correspond with the other figure, which is uh, 30% said that they have the skills and tools necessary to live a healthy life? Only 30% rather. I guess it's also the perception of the individual and what do you deem as skills and tools necessary. Mm-hmm. So it's all options, right? So bringing it back to the work environment, and that's where I have been in like for quite some time. Mm-hmm. The key for employers is to understand the shape and form of what are skills and tools to support the various stages of employees that they have, like curate support programs that fit the employees who are in various stages of their life. And this landscape also keeps changing. HR professionals are always on their toes to keep up with understanding their employees. And one important aspect that I'm also encouraging employees to do is to speak up. Mm. They need to ask for it and they need to draw comparisons from what other companies are offering to their friends you know, who's working in other companies and to bring it back to their company and to ask for it. Nothing's going to go wrong just by asking. It will start the ball rolling. So when you said they should ask for it, in your mind, you would have some idea of what people should be asking for? (laughs) 
<laughs> Could you give yes. me some ideas, please? <laughs> so, some ideas, and I've seen some companies actually rolling out. It would be in the form of paternity um, benefits. Um, it'll also be in the form of hybrid working and also in covers to extend to their aging parents and also aging workforce. I've also come across benefits that companies have offered to women who are going through menopause and I've also seen um, companies extending covers to employees who cover their parents and that's very rare. Mm. So that relates back to the sandwich generation I was talking about. That's me, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's me too. (laughs) You know, because we're squashed between the two and also some childcare flexibility in terms of um, flexible work-life balance. Hmm. I do see that trend increasing that I would uh, encourage individuals to speak up and ask. I definitely don't envy our HR professionals these days. You know, it's so challenging having to balance health, well-being. It's so complicated than ever before. And you have so many things to worry about, you know, emotional needs, environmental, financial, intellectual, mm-hmm. all sorts Perfect. of things. Do you think organisations in Singapore can be doing more? It actually depends on the, the size of the company. I have to be fair, right? This all comes with outlay and expenses. It really depends. But mm. can they do more? For sure. But I would say that maybe instead of doing more, they should. Um, it's not one size fits all in terms of benefits. They should offer flexible benefits to cater to different employees. Um, in different stages. One example is I have seen rise in flexible benefits that's offered in the workspace. So how that works is instead of spending X amount of money to buy health insurance for an employee, the HR professional is saying that maybe the employee has already taken steps to buy personal insurance. Mm-hmm. So instead of wasting money, HR actually gives the employee the option to buy down their health insurance, then have extra money for flexible benefits. Oh. And that still goes back to the employee, but the employee then has this bucket to decide whether they want to use it for gym membership, paying for your personal insurance cover, even for a spa package, even for your holiday trip. So it's to each his own. That has been on the rising trend. Christine, so what advice would you give to people in general when it comes to finding that sweet spot between an employer that gives them job satisfaction and perhaps one that maintains the vitality and stress at a healthy level, but maybe pay okay, less? So <laughs> I would work on four points. So the first one is to set clear goals. That's the first step. No matter which state you are in life, think about your short-term and your long-term career goals. This would then make you more informed in terms of decisions about job opportunities and allows you to focus on roles that aligns with your aspiration and your values. The second is no matter how old we are, we need a strong support of friends, mentors and colleagues who understand our goals and can also provide guidance and support, especially during challenging times. And then the third would be to have your own routine. One routine that promotes your own mental and physical well-being. For example, regular exercise, mindfulness practices. For me, every quarter I will plan a trip or a holiday. Wow, okay. <laughs> Short or long, it doesn't matter. At least to break the monotony. And re-energize yourself. Re-energize, mm-hmm. correct. And then after having all these goals and the missions and aspirations and all that, you know, sometimes life just has a different plan for you. So you must be able to adapt and pivot according to what is thrown at you to derail your goals. 
I hear that uh, Signal has a very good program in terms of work-life balance as well. Is that true? It is. That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. How can we learn from Signal? We are a very flat organisation. Everyone is accessible. There's no hierarchy within the company. You know, there's no doors literally because we're all out in the open. We have recently introduced a duvet day when times are hard and you're not able to you just need a break. You could just stay in bed. Crawl under the duvet, yes. <laughs> under the duvet. Hence the name Duvet Day. Wow. And then the, yeah, the last thing, we have a hybrid work staff. And any one of us, if we need to stay home and look after our children, our parents or our dogs, it's fine. We're all accessible and contactable via um, the internet. Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds really wonderful. <laughs> Give me a CV if you want to change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will keep that in mind, Christine. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Christine, for joining me and uh, sharing so much of your insights into what we should be doing in terms of keeping our vitality up. Thank you, Linley. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Christine Wee, Client Management Director of Signa Healthcare Singapore. Life at Work.